Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of the DC United Kingdom Podcast. I'm your host, James Graham, and as always, this season is sponsored by the guys over at MLS UK Show. Um, just a quick word about what they're doing over there, Elliot and Henry. So, as you know, like the rest of us across the globe, we're in lockdown. Um, we can't see each other um, unless we're doing it via Skype or Zoom or any particular application of your choice for video conferencing. Um, the guys over there, they're kind of adapting to the situation and they are doing uh, interviews um, over the phone. So what you'll find if you head over to their Twitter or their YouTube channel, you'll find interviews um, and they call them the Isolation Interview Series. Um, first up, they've got um, a New Jersey Metro Stars player, uh, Patrick Segrist. Um, and yeah, they had to interview him. Um, well, they didn't have to, but they chose him. And we need to get a DC player on for them, really, don't we? Um, but they're uh, going to do a whole series whilst we're in lockdown. Um, and hopefully it will be a bit of a success. Um, so they've got that one up already. So check it out. Have a listen. It's a great interview. Um, next up, they've got Lawrence White from uh, Atlanta United. So um, Henry's team, I'm sure he will be chuffed about that. Um, and if you don't know what chuffed means... It means very happy. Um, so go and check them out. Um, if you leave a comment or anything, tell them that I said hi. Um, they will love that. Um, but this is the second episode since uh, we've been in lockdown with uh, the good old uh, coronavirus. So it's a bit of a special one. I have got a guest with me and his name is Chris Adui Achsem. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, it's actually Adui Achsem. Adui Achsem. I do apologize. Um, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, I think first things up. How are you? Are you fitting well? And how's everyone um, around the team? Yeah, uh, definitely a little bit of different times. Uh, a little bit difficult for everyone, as this has affected everyone around the world. But you know, the team is in high spirits. Uh, we stay connected through a WhatsApp group chat. And everybody seems to be doing well, and uh, I'm doing well myself. Thanks for asking. That's good to hear. Um, so obviously, the the whole big thing at the moment is obviously this coronavirus, and the whole big message has been obviously stay safe, stay at home, and save lives and everything. Um, what's everyday life been like since this whole pandemic began over in DC? Because I obviously know what it's like here in the UK. Um, I'd love to know what it's been like in the US, and if it's been any different to what we've had. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. Everything has uh, dialed down a little bit for everyone, uh, especially us as we're just getting into our season. You know, being two games in and pretty much having to stop everything. That's kind of hard. You know, everyone's getting their groove. Uh, two games in, people are getting more fit, and you know, our stars are getting that ninety-minute fitness in. Uh, but you know, now it's just about trying to maintain that fitness that we were at and even go up a little bit more. Uh, obviously, that's a little bit harder not being able to actually have full team trainings or anything like that. It's even hard training soccer on your own. Mm. Uh, but, you know, the team is, you know, our medical staff, trainers, coaches have drawn up, you know, weekly trainings for us in order to keep our fitness up, whether that's running and agility work and things like that. So, you know, we do that about five days out of the seven days. We we have some type of workout that we have to get done, and you know that's what we've been doing every day, pretty much. 
Fair. That's uh, obviously training on your own. Um, I'd imagine that's uh, quite a bit different to uh, being in uh, changing rooms and locker rooms and everything. <laughs> a lot different, a lot different. <laughs> um, so obviously things have changed. Um, how well do you think you've adapted to these changes? Obviously it's mind-boggling as to obviously the lockdowns. Um, I think I saw in the news yesterday You there's been a governor of Virginia who said that you guys have got to stay at home until June the 10th. Is that right? Yeah, so... Uh... The whole DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Uh, yesterday, all the the governors had pretty much put a shutdown or stay at home order. Uh, me personally, I live in Maryland, hmm. so Maryland was the first state to come out with that. Our governor, maybe around eleven thirty yesterday, came out with the stay at home. Um, so yeah, you know, there's not much going on around here. It doesn't change too much for for us as we're allowed to, you know, still go out in order to exercise. But mm. now it's we have to really do that pretty much on our own. I know before some guys maybe were getting together in groups of one or two or three, possibly, you know, to get some more work with others. But now it seems like we'll have to be on our own with this uh, stay-at-home order. Yeah. Um I don't want to talk about COVID for the entire show, so I'm going to leave it at that. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, so kind of first real question to you then is what got you into soccer um, in the first place? Was there a, a particular game um, that got you into it or was there a particular player or team that inspired you to take up the sport? Uh, I think it's more of my family that got me involved. Um, I had two older brothers who both played. You know, being the youngest brother, I kind of looked up to them and followed their path, and that's how I kind of got started in the game. Hmm. Uh, my father, being from Ghana, he, he was big on soccer, and, you know, he played growing up as well. So him, learning from him and my two brothers, that's how I really started. Uh, I think I first joined the team at five years old and, you know, fell in love with the game right away. Wow. And still blessed to be playing today. No, absolutely. Um, and obviously, you got... Um... I think it was drafted through the soup draft, wasn't it? Um, from what I've read up on, twenty seventeen uh, drafted. How how was that whole process? Because we don't get that over here in the UK. So, obviously, yeah. I started watching MLS religiously back in twenty fifteen um, because it was okay. quite difficult to get a hold of watching MLS games before that. Uh, there was just no mm-hmm. broadcasting rights or anything. Um, so when I started seeing things like the Super Draft happening, it was kind of exciting for me because it's, like I said, there's, we yeah. just get your standard transfers. So kind of a bit boring from that side of things. Um, but obviously going through the whole process, what was that like? Uh, it was a great experience for me. You know, I played a great four years here locally at the University of Maryland. Mm. And, uh, you know, before the draft, they actually have the MLS Combine, which they bring in some of the top seniors and uh, I think like the best, uh, maybe like six or so underclassmen, and to have a big combine so they test us, test our speed, agility, and uh, we do go through a couple practices, and then we go through through three games each. Uh, there's four teams, and each team plays three games, and we just play these games in front of all the coaches, all their scouting department. So if these coaches weren't able to see you in college, this is a place where they're able to see you in a live game environment. So, you know, that was a really cool uh, 
thing for me to do. I think MLS did a great job with that. And then as soon as that ended, the next day we had the draft in L.A. And it was a big, big thing. Uh, a lot of fans were there, from, especially from the local teams, uh, Galaxy and LAFC. And, you know, it was a great uh, – it was a little nervous for me, you know, <laughs> going in there and you literally have no idea who – where you're going. Like, so me – being from this area, I've been in this area my whole life. I'm expecting, you know, to go somewhere else across the country. Yeah. But uh, you ended up being drafted by the hometown team. And, <laughs> you know, I, I was very happy to, to stay home. Nice. Nice. Um, a little bit about your career. Obviously, you've had some nice highs, obviously, making your first start. You've had, unfortunately, some quite lows. Obviously, that serious illness that you had and which you thankfully recovered on uh, from um which is absolutely awesome i'm grateful to see that um your comeback appearance was may 2019 against chicago fire um how was that how how did you feel obviously making that comeback appearance after what you'd been through yeah that's that's probably my favorite moment of my career so far you know making it back on the field and playing in front of the home home team fans uh you know, I just had finished my last chemotherapy session four months prior to that. Mm. And then, you know, four months after that, I'm starting the MLS game at home. And, uh, you know, obviously I wasn't fully fit or anything like that. But, mm. you know, it was great being out there. I think I played close to 70 minutes. Uh, I, I did well, held my own. And, uh, you know, the great feeling. I came off the field. I got subbed off. And, you know, the most of the fans stood up and gave me a standing ovation as I went off. And, you know, that was just a great moment for myself and my family, you know, everyone who helped me along the way getting back on the field. So yeah. I was ha- happy to be able to do that. I remember actually watching that game and it was just, it was brilliant to see. Um, I mean, I, I actually applauded you from, from here because it was just, I can't obviously imagine what Thanks. you've gone through, going through that whole process. So to actually come back and actually play soccer again, I I tip my hat off for you for that. I really do. I appreciate that. Um, For 2020, though, obviously, if and when MLS returns, because no one really knows what's happening, unless you've got a little bit of insight on that. Uh, No, I I really don't. (laughs) Um, I really don't know. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As long as MLS does return then um, this year, What's your personal aims for this year? Um, what are you looking to do? Uh, my, my my main objective is, you know, just staying available, staying healthy. Mm. You know, in all of my seasons prior, I've always had some type of injury. And then I dealt with, uh, with the cancer for a while. So, you know, I just want to stay available, stay injury-free. And, you know, whatever the team needs of me, you know, I'll be able to be ready to fill that role, whether that's starting in games, coming off the bench, and helping the team see how to win or something like that, like I, know I did in the last game against Miami. Yeah. Or, you know, if that's not even playing and just coming in and practicing hard every day, you know, whatever, you know, Ben and the team need me to do, I'm more than willing to do. I'm really just happy to be back playing professional soccer, honestly. Nice, nice. Um, now we've got the, the fan question section. Um, because it's quite a long list uh, I don't want to intrude on any of their questions let's put it that way um, first first up was um, Brian Lake um, over on Twitter he messaged me asking um, obviously in the 
coronavirus pandemic that we're in at the moment. What are you eating and do you have any recipe ideas? And what's your favourite cocktail during the quarantine period? <laughs> uh, so actually, um, I'm, I've gone vegan I did after the end of last season. So I think around November I started. So about five months now hmm. I've been vegan. So uh, after starting that, that, it really got... Uh, it's actually been great for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been great for me in a lot of ways. And the main thing is it's, it's forcing me to cook more, you know, having to cook my own meals. Mm. So what I actually do is I get, um, there's a website that you can pick your meals, all plant-based meals, and they send you all the ingredients and then they send you the cooking directions with it. It's called Purple Carrot. So that's what I've been doing each week. Uh, they send me the meals, about three meals per week, and I fix them up and eat them myself. Uh, yeah, I've done something great doing it. So Nice. And as for the co- cocktails, uh, <laughs> I really don't have any cocktail re- recommendations. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, next question. Um, Slip and Skeet, um, this, this is over on Reddit. Yes. How does it compare playing at RFK to Audi Field, and how do you compare the support sections from the two different locations? Great question. Great question. Mm. Yeah. Um, for me, it was it was great playing at RFK because uh, being from this area, you know, I grew up going to RFK and watching DC United game. Mm. So you know, it was, kind of, it was kind of surreal for me being in the stands to actually playing on the field. You know, years later. Uh, so I love playing at RFK, but I think everybody knew that it was time to move on to a new stadium. Yeah. And I think they did a great job building out of the field. And the, uh, I think everybody, when the, from the first game we had in 2018, it was a little awkward and everything like that, being a new stadium. Yeah. And people didn't know how to, you know, really adjust to it. But as the games went on, you know, and we started going on that winning streak, uh, the the supporters have been great. You know, every game being there, and you know, helping us in uh, every game. So, uh, you know, I I love both stadiums, but I'm definitely happy to be in Audi now. I think it's a really nice stadium, and the atmosphere is great. Thankfully, I've had the uh, joy of being at Audi Field twice now. Um, didn't get to RFK before it, um, you guys moved out, um, but I do love Audi Field, and it is just. I don't think there's a bad seat in the house, is there? Not at all. I think they did a great job of that. You know, I think it's it's really intimate. You know, if you're on the field, you can really feel the fans and supporters on top of you. Uh, I think it's just a great atmosphere, honestly. Next question is from uh, Danielle um, over on Twitter again. Um, she asks, what's your favorite part about volunteering with DC Scores other than when he was called out by Charity Black at an awards dinner for being young and handsome and blushed like mad. <laughs> I, I think there's a story behind this one, isn't there? Uh, yeah, slightly. <laughs> I, I, I vaguely remember uh, something like that. That was early in my years. I think that was 2017 or 2018 when mm. Charity kind of put me on blast like that, caught me off guard. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But, you know, I love I love doing the DC scores events. Uh I've actually done a lot of my time here, so I actually went to the Poetry Slam last year, and that, that was a great event. Um, just seeing everybody perform and uh, me being able to give out the awards and seeing the smiles on all the kids' faces. But 
everything I do with DC scores is great, but the poster slam last year was probably my favorite so far. Yeah, next question then. Uh, Rap Master Data over on Reddit. Um, in your youth and college career, did you ever want to play or play in another position? Um, in my youth career? Yeah, so when you were growing up, did you always think you were going to be a defender or did you have aspirations to play further up the field or even in goal? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, all the way up to college, I was in, primarily an attacking player. Yeah? Uh, yeah, uh, right, usually right midfield or, or forward, you know, I as me, I'm known for my speed, so hmm. I was able to get behind defenses uh, pretty easily growing up. Uh, but I, when I got older, I knew I probably had the best chance of making it pro as a as an outside back. But actually, when I got to college, my first two years, I was actually a center back. Uh, funny enough, yeah, <laughs> a 5'8 center back at Maryland. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, my coach always told me it was temporary, and then he knew that I wouldn't be able to make it as a professional center back. And so my junior year, I moved to right back, and that transition was pretty smooth. And I really excelled my senior year. That's when I knew it was the position for me. And nice. I fell in love with the position, being able to defend and also get, being able to get an attack, you know, the best of both worlds. And I think that's the kind of the, the style of play that we're seeing in the modern game now is the wing-backs mm-hmm. being a lot more attacking rather than defensive now, so that will suit you down right to a team, won't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so next question um, comes from Pickman Sweet over on Reddit again. Um, a couple of questions. Obviously, when Rooney was at the club, how much did he kind of coach the team um, or direct the team? Because obviously he's now a player coach over at Derby County. And second question um, was, as a new young player, um, what do you think of the new um, CBA um, in terms of things like the travel and how that's been improved? Because obviously the commercial side of things, um, um, in terms of the flights, you're only allowed a certain amount of charter flights, if I remember rightly. Um, So what do you you make of the whole new CBA? Uh, Definitely uh, a step in the right direction for everyone, the whole on the left player pool uh, from top to bottom. Um, with regards to the flights, me as a player, you know, being from this area, so I was already accustomed to the to the commercial flights, so that wasn't high on my priority list. Hmm. But I definitely can see the big benefits of having these charter flights and improving the play and output on the field as that has a big impact on all the traveling with how big this country is. Yeah. So, uh, like for a lot of people, that was the main, they're my priority, but it wasn't so much for me, but definitely it's going to help the league and help the players who, who really wanted that, uh, the increased amount of charters and mandatory charters that we didn't have before. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the whole CBA, I think it's, it's, Trending, the league is trending in the right direction, and this was definitely a big move forward. Cool. And then Wayne Rooney, how much? How much was he kind of? Could you see he was already going to be a coach when he was at DC United? Was he already heading into that uh, direction when he was there? Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, and it, it wasn't even all just his. What he's saying is kind of just his presence. Mm. I think everybody felt as soon as he came in and 
just the type of person he was right away. That was really eye opening for me. You know, I had never played with a player of that caliber, but just how much he cared about everyone in the locker room. And I remember his first week with the team, he's going around to everybody, every single person in the locker room and spending time talking to everybody, just getting to know who they are. I mean, in my eyes, I'm like, that's Wayne Rooney. He doesn't really need to do that. You know, I'm like, I should be going up to him, you know, but he's coming up to me. You know, actually, at the time I was hurt, he was asking about my injury, how long I was going to be out. Mm. And, you know, that really meant a lot. So you can just tell the type of person he is that he really cared about everybody in the locker room and bringing everybody together. He would organize different events and different lunches that he would take the team out to. So, you know, we could come more as a team, and wow. you know he would he would pay for for team meals and things like that, and you know all those things translated to the on the field. Uh, we went from being last place to going on that crazy streak and hosting a playoff game, and I think I mean everybody knows he had a huge impact on on the field, mm. especially off the field, for sure. Oh, that was that was one heck of a run. Um, that was just yeah. insane, <laughs> absolutely insane. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, uh... <laughs> I just, I, I couldn't believe it. It was, I mean, up until he joined. I mean, I had thankfully bought tickets to come and see you guys before he'd uh, even signed. So when he signed, it was just, I was just absolutely <laughs> loving life. I was like, I couldn't have timed this any better, literally. Um, and then yeah. we went on that run. It was just like, oh, I mean. <laughs> literally could not have timed things much better than that so i absolutely loved it um i think we're all were you always uh were you always a dc fan um um since i've been uh, watching mls um and known about mls yeah i've always been dc so Mm -hmm. um you obviously you know jaime moreno I think everyone mm-hmm. everyone knows Jaime Moreno. Um, he joined DC United from my UK club, um, and that's what oh, kind wow. of um, drew me to DC United initially. So, all the way back in 1996. Mm-hmm. So, I've known of DC United since pretty much the very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it was difficult trying to find streams and trying to find games up until five years ago. Um, but it's I've always been keeping an eye not on results and things like that and always been managing on uh, football manager on the computer game um, and on FIFA as well been playing as DC United whenever I can do so big fan mm-hmm. so next question um, there's only three more to go now um, you've got Dan Wise over on Twitter um, and he's asked since there's a lot of uncertainty regarding the timeline when MLS will return how are you and the team handling training and other things that you would do daily during the season? Does it feel harder to build a team dynamic in this situation? Uh, definitely. Um, it's just so different. You know, you're used to being in the locker room before training and after training, you know, uh, commingling with your teammates every day mm. and, uh, you know, forming those bonds that can translate onto the field. You know, working hard every day, especially something like preseason where it's really a grind for a month where you're working hard with the next guy to you that whole preseason, sometimes twice a day. And now you just go from you're not really seeing these guys at all. It's it's just so different. Um, But, you know, I think we've uh, handled it well. You know, the team where we have 
uh, weekly, uh, the full team and staff, you know, conference calls so we can all stay updated. And they, I think they're doing a great job of checking in and seeing how everybody's doing. So it's, it's definitely, it's definitely different and it's not ideal, but uh, I think we've handled it well and, you know, took it in stride. So hopefully, I'm not sure when we'll be able to get back together, but, um, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, next question. Bevis162 over on Reddit, um, asks back at college park what was your favorite calzone from dp doe <laughs> uh that's a great that's a great question uh, i lived in a place it was right across the street from there called the view my favorite was the buffalo chicken calzone with the ranch sauce on the side yeah <laughs> nice. back in my meat eating days <laughs> <laughs> oh amazing I, when i saw that question come through i was like all right, okay. I had to look up DP Doe and see what it was about and looked at the cars. I was like, okay, there's quite a wide uh, variety of different ones on there. Yeah, they have a lot of selections. Great place, great food. But, uh, buffalo chicken was definitely my favorite. Yeah. Um, last question for you, Chris. Um, Sam uh, Nelson over on Twitter, he's asked, how excited were you to get drafted by your local team? Uh, very excited, as I mentioned earlier. And at Sam Nelson, uh, we went to we went to middle school and high school together. So, shout out Sam. Um, but yeah, like I was mentioning earlier, I grew up going to RFK watching games. Big DC United fan growing up, and being able to get drafted by the whole town team, stay home. Um, you know, most people who know me know I love where I'm from. I always rep where I'm from, PG County. Wherever I go, and just the opportunity to stay home was uh, was definitely a blessing to me. And you know, I have all my family and friends who can come to my games now and support me. And you know, even I think in uh, my my cancer battle, you know, I think it was you know everything happens for a reason. Mm. And the fact that I was drafted by DC, you know, when I was going through that cancer battle, I had the support of my family and friends in this area. Yeah. as well as the support of my team, you know, who are right here. And anything I needed, they were able to provide for me as well. So uh, having everybody in this area during that time was just meant the world to me. Yeah. And, you know, it was the best thing for me, I think. No, fantastic. Well, that that is the end, uh, Chris. Uh, can you believe it? Um, I just want to say <laughs> thanks again for taking the time out um, and answering those questions and being on the show. Um, yeah, thank you very much, and uh, hopefully we can speak again soon. Um, and good luck if and when the season actually returns. I appreciate it. Thank you again for having me, and uh, you know, hope you can stay safe over there in the UK. Ah, and right back at you in the US. All right, cheers, Chris. Thank you Thanks. again. Well, thank you for taking the time out to listen to the show. If you've made it this far, thank you very much. Um, hopefully we'll get more players on and you'll get the opportunity to uh, ask those questions to uh, your favourite players. Um, but if you need to know how to um, know when that's happening, give us a follow over on Twitter at DC United Kingdom um, or either on Instagram or on Facebook because everything gets posted on all socials. So if you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's at DC United Kingdom FC. So it's a little bit different from Twitter. Um, there's also a private Twitter group and an actual sort of 
mini supporters group. So head on, on to dcunitedkingdom.com, click on the membership page, um, and fill in the form. Um, hopefully we will see you over there very soon. Um, if you want to support the uh, the podcast um, in any way, shape, or form, head over to um, the shop link um, and buy some merchandise. Um, there's T-shirts, there's hoodies, there's stickers, there's pillows even. Yeah, even a pillow and some uh, wall tapestry. So take your pick um, and get some merchandise and wear it with pride. Um, but yeah. I'm just waffling right now because I've done about a thousand takes. Um, so yeah, again, if you made it this far, thank you very much. Um, it's been absolutely enjoyable having Chris on the show. Um, and until next time, Vamos United! <laughs>